Hello, welcome to the second episode of the Men in Gitch podcast, where every two weeks, two men who may or may not be in their gitch fill you in on all the gaming news that you might have missed. And uh, yeah, we're not doing monthly. We're doing every two weeks now because I said so. And uh, it's a much better idea. So, uh, Brandon, how are you doing today? I'm not too bad, man. It's, uh, you know, another lovely, fine, fine Saturday morning. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's been a bit of a week for me. I'm not gonna lie, it's been a it's been a pretty rough week, but it has not been a rough week for gaming news, that's for sure. Because holy fuck, there's so oh, much I... to talk about. Yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be a quite a juicy one. There's so much shit spilled over the last two weeks. Um, there's, in fact, so much that we don't really have that many rumors. We have one rumor at the end. But just as a heads up to anyone listening, we're gonna break this. We're gonna do this one a little bit differently because a lot of Epic and Apple stuff came out because they're obviously in court right now. So uh, the first half is going to be news. This is all the regular news story. Then we have a second half, which is just all the information uh, that's related to the Apple and Epic court case. In case you're into that stuff, there is some interesting stuff, but uh, some people might not like it. So we're going to do that after our regular news cycle. So we have 18 pieces of news to talk about, and I'm going to kick it off right here with number one. Data miners have found Xbox artwork that includes Spotify Premium. And this is from uh, Twitter. This is really interesting. And uh, it's I'm kind of seeing a pattern. I'm sure you are too with Xbox recently where they've made their Bethesda acquisition. They don't have anything right yet. So it kind of seems to me like they're kind of like, okay, we can't beat Sony when it comes to games. But what we can beat them at is money and deals because we have infinitely more money than them. So I'm kind of seeing this pattern where they're trying to, I don't know, make their, their platform, the more consumer friendly and then give you more bang for your buck. And then, you know, they'll bring the games later. I don't know if you, if you're kind of seeing that pattern too, but that's, that's what it's looking like to me. Yeah. Cause like I've, I've been noticing that with like a lot of, subscription plans now so like you can even for instance you can already bundle netflix and hulu into say your cable bill so right. it also it, it grants an ease of, an ease of access for that kind of stuff because everybody has or most people use spotify pandora apple music stuff like that and to have that integrated into your uh like xbox potentially even your xbox live have grouped into the cost of that that'd be cool like i said the bethesda acquisition was huge but they didn't none of those studios is a naughty dog so we'll have to see what perfect dark ends up looking like we'll have to see what playgrounds fable ends up looking like but those games are far off so in the meantime it, it definitely looks like phil is kind of like all right we can't get them on games but we can't get them on bang for buck uh for the best value so yeah that's uh it's pretty interesting that's gonna be huge if that if that is if that comes to pass that uh, you get you just get a free spotify subscription with your name pass that's gonna be nuts yeah that would that would incentivize more people to get it because right now i I do i spend 16 bucks a month for a spotify premium family plan right moving on to more integration related things uh playstation intends to integrate discord fully into the playstation platform by 2022 speaking of like sony not being able to shell out the cash for that they actually shelled out some cash and invested in discord and now own a minority stake in discord this was this was interesting to hear because everyone heard you know uh a few weeks ago that discord was looking to go public and looking to be bought and yeah. xbox was in the final talks they were actually in talks to do it and then they said never mind we're going to stay private and then like yeah a week later we find out that they're doing a plat they're doing a, a a deal with sony which is really weird because it's like i can guarantee you sony didn't outbid microsoft they must have had some they sort had of reason for it. deal too yeah there must have i don't know if there's ties because as we're going to find out later in the epic and apple court case a lot of these big deals just come down to ceos emailing each other and just be like hey want to do a thing yeah sure so I don't know if the people over at Discord have a relationship with the people at PlayStation because I can't 
I, I just can't fathom that PlayStation was going to shell out more money than Xbox. I mean, they just bought Bethesda for fucking $7.5 billion. A few weeks ago, back when Discord was originally looking to be acquired and Microsoft was about to put their hands in the honeypot, I think I was watching a like a Linus Tech Tip podcast, The WAN Show, right? and they they had brought that up. And they had brought up the fact that Discord as a platform, as an application, isn't really profitable because mm. there's not many ways to monetize discord other than nitro and not everybody's going to do that so. right yeah I, you know in a great point to speak to that is that i had no idea that there was even a paid product on discord because i set up my discord and i've just been using it and i haven't even thought about that so i'm is nitro is that some sort of like premium like is that a recording server like i don't even know what that is me neither. I just know it's a thing that you pay for on Discord. So that that's the one way that Discord can monetize themselves. Like it's, a lot of their a lot of their users don't even know what the fuck it is. So that's yeah. That's yeah. It's the little turbo thing at the top of the screen. Okay. Yeah, no, I have no idea what that does or that yeah, that's weird. So yeah, could not tell you what the plan was there or what that is, but maybe we'll see that. Maybe they came up with some sort of killer idea together and we'll see something um but uh yeah you know what it's i didn't i didn't want xbox to get discord and i don't want sony to get an exclusive thing on discord i think discord on all platforms integrated would be fucking fantastic especially with the way things are moving towards crossplay more and more games have crossplay enabled so it'd be nice to see discord eventually on all platforms but this is definitely a small win for playstation they've been they've been kind of having a rough uh you know public image yeah Yeah. so that's it's it's yeah it'll be interesting to see how that integration looks when it's finally finished moving on to number three playstation trademarks an uber-like service where players can receive real-time assistance from other players players have to qualify as experts uh and have certain achievements It's, it's kind of weird they haven't really fully explained it but they have said that it won't be paid it it so i'm not really quite sure what how they're gonna right. rely on this like you uh, already can't call up a boy to help you with whatever you're doing you know like right yeah it'll be strange to how they're going to incentivize people to sign up for it it is an interesting idea though in a perfect world where the system actually works if you're stuck somewhere you've died three times on this boss and then you just press a button and somebody pops in like maybe your party chat and it's just like all right this is what you do um fuel rats man the fuel rats and the the Valheim corpse retrieval squad. Yeah, that was that was awesome. That was cool. Yeah. But but see, that's the thing is that that was you know a group of people that got a lot of fame for doing it because it's so rare that that happens. So I don't yeah. know how Sony is going to get it on a reliable sort of way where you can press that button and within minutes you will get somebody. Because right. I feel like you're going to have to pay people eventually, right? To have that many people boot up their their playstation and go i'm not going to play today i'm actually just going to sit here and do shifts for helping people you know what i mean like it's yeah. yeah i don't know it's it's an interesting idea but we'll see how that works out yeah let me give up all my time for free to help somebody who doesn't want to take the time to figure it out or google it like, and that's the weird thing right because like that's the your main competitor is already just just googling it right which is something that right. most people do so yeah. I mean, a trademark definitely doesn't mean that it's going to happen. It just means that they thought of it and might want to do it in the future, so they're locking it down. But yeah. I would be surprised if this comes to pass without some sort of monetization. And again, is that money worth spent when you can just Google the answer? Moving on to number four. Microsoft reportedly only has a three-month exclusivity deal for Stalker 2. So Stalker 2 is supposed to be released around the holiday season of this year. And for some reason they only have a three-month exclusivity for it which is which is very weird because they've been using that heavily in their marketing for the xbox series x yeah so i'm shocked i'm really shocked that it seems like they had that like as soon as they showed off whenever they were doing their sizzle reels they'd show off you know the the fable the halo and all that stuff the first third-party game that came up was always stalker and they've been hyping that up so much and it's so weird that it's like three months like, that's it? And then it's going to be everywhere else. Like, that's cool. not even, like, that's not going to make anybody sweat. If they're try- if somebody is a diehard Stalker fan, 
and is like, oh, I don't know, I don't know which one to get. A three month wait? Are you kidding? Like the game, that's like the perfect time for the game to have all of its shit ironed out, and then you pick it up on your platform of choosing, which is maybe PlayStation. That's so weird. Like, look at how many people waited for Red Dead Redemption Two to be released on PC. Right. Very good and point. They very well waited for it, and it was worth the wait. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. It, three months is uh, is not much of a, a of a grab. I feel like if it's going to be a timed exclusive, you've really got to be. It's that year, right? That year is tough yeah. because that's. If it's if it's a game with any sort of multiplayer component, you know the FOMO kicks in and gets people wanting to buy it. But three months is definitely not that long. Like I say, that's like the the period of the game where it's every game's at its roughest, and then it gets, you know, perfect right. or ironed out, and then that's when you want to pick something up. So, yeah, definitely. Moving on to number five, Xbox uh, has just recently enhanced seventy four backwards compatible titles with their fps boost bringing the total to 97 so this is this is just like a huge drop because like i said the total's 97 they just did 74 so they did like six at a time two or three times and then they're just like oh yeah here's like 100 so anybody who has an xbox series x this is great news for because there's a lot of games that used to run at 60 now they're at 120 including our favorite can do no wrong godchild titanfall 2 is now running at 120 FPS if you got a Series X or Series S, which is sweet. And there's also a bunch of really good 30 frames per second games that now run at 60, like Alien Isolation, which is uh, a really great horror game. So if you're an Xbox guy, um, that's awesome. It's going to make going back and playing those games a lot more fun. Yeah, same thing with, like, Battlefields. Like, being an FPS, not running at 60 FPS, is... it's, It's hindering. It is the word I was looking for. But now that like Battlefield 5, for example, can run at 120 hertz, 4, 1, and Hardline can run at 60 hertz. Yeah. That's just really cool. Battlefield 1, or sorry, not Battlefield 1, sorry, Battlefield 5, the newest one, at 120 frames. Like that's that's insane. And on a console. Like you, I would not, you could not have told me this was ever going to happen. Like if you're, if you're to tell me like two years ago, like, Hey, you'll be playing battlefield five at 120 frames per second on Xbox. I'd be like, shut the fuck up. It's not happening. It's not happening. Yeah. No, it's, it's it's physically impossible. Um, no, it's, it's cool to see them actually leveraging the power. Cause that was the thing with, with the consoles is that, you know, from the 360 to the one, yeah, you had backwards compatibility, but you were, playing the 360 versions of those games which are capped at a certain frame rate so yeah, you're just playing ports exactly so now it's it's good to see them actually utilizing the power of the console and it's sweet that they uh are seemingly committing to it right because up until now um there is only like 13 games or 20 sorry 23 games there's only 23 games that had it and i was like okay is this gonna be something that you just sort of drip feed but 74 right off the hop i mean there you go that's that's a lot they drip fed the first few releases and then they poured the bucket on you. Blood. Yeah. An ad for Halo Infinite campaign level designer mentions designing logic puzzles and that which would implement non-combat style puzzles in right. the new Halo, which is something that they don't do because you know Halo's run around, blow them up, like yep. drive your warthog, get it in places it's not supposed to be. That was that that has been the only puzzle in any Halo game to this date. It was just How trying to bring your vehicle forward to where it's not supposed to be. <laughs> Which I have done so many times. Yeah, that's interesting because yeah, like we just said, it, puzzles have never been a thing in Halo. There's not even there hasn't even been a thing where it's like, oh, there's three lights in the corner in corners of the room. If you shoot all of them, something drops. Like they've never had anything like that. Yeah. It's cool to see them lean into the semi-open world aspect of the game by adding this type of stuff where you can explore like maybe a ancient cave and there's shit to find and stuff like that. That's kind of cool. I just hope it's not languages. Right. I just hope it's not mandatory puzzles where it's like instead of just opening that door, oh now you've got to fuel the generator and now the door opens. Like this that kind of right. thing is like, yeah, I can take or leave it. But if it's optional stuff that you could totally just not even see, and then if you figure something out on your own, it gives you some sort of special boost. That's that's kind of the stuff that I'm hoping to see from that. Like an example would be in like some of the Ratchet and Clank games or whatever. Some of the collectibles that you can find are locked behind those kinds of puzzles. Yeah, that's that's the kind of rewarding puzzle system that I like to see. So 
hopefully that's what that is. Moving on to item number seven. This is for all the PC guys. The uh, NVIDIA RTX 3080 Ti is rumored to be announced on May 31st and will be released sometime in June, according to leaks. Uh, a lot of these leaks are reputable, which is why this isn't in the rumors category. This is in the news category. Uh, and a lot of graphics card leaks, they're pretty they're pretty uh, safe. It's like when you see a cell phone leak, it's like, oh, this is what the iPhone looks like. And then three months later, it's like, sure enough, there it is. There's the iPhone that we saw. So the market sale retail price will be $10.99 American or $14.99 Canadian rubles, probably. That's just me If you can get your hands on one. If you can get your hands on one. So if you're somebody like me who's been thinking about getting an RTX 30 series and you want to not pay $5,000 for one, like the 3080 Ti is the last one unless they do a 3050. So if you, yeah, I might, I might try and sneak in and grab one at a thousand dollars, uh, right when they come out. Because if I miss that, if you miss that opening gap, then you're paying four thousand for it. So, yeah, that's something to keep in mind if you're somebody who's looking to upgrade your PC soon and you want a thirty eighty ish powered one. This one's obviously gonna be a little bit more. Um, yeah. this is your one opportunity until the shortage ends, which might be twenty twenty three. So, bullet to number eight. E three is right around the corner, which. Uh... We get the companies that are actually going to show their faces being Microsoft with Bethesda, Nintendo, Ubisoft, Capcom, Take-Two, Warner Bros., Bandai Namco, and Coke Media. Cock? Koch? I think it's Kosh Media? I don't know. Kosh? Big old Koch Media. C-H? Spelling? Yeah. can't read. Which is, uh, which is, yeah, deep that's silver. that's just deep. You might as well say deep silver because I don't think anybody knows them by coach <laughs> media. Yeah. So again, we have EA and uh, PlayStation just skipping it entirely. Which is, yeah, which is interesting. It, it kind of sucks because as we're going to get into the next point, it really drags this whole thing on. I really enjoyed when everybody just did it in June. You had all your information to go over. Nice one and done, but. It'll be interesting to see what Bethesda and Microsoft do. If it's just going to be an extra long Microsoft conference where they do all the Xbox stuff and then halfway through Todd Howard comes out and it's like, all right, let's talk about Bethesda. Because Phil Spencer did say that he wants them to sort of still semi-operate independently. I mean, Um, hopefully we see more of the next Elder Scrolls. Hopefully we see more of Starfield. Potentially even it's been... It's been forever, so hopefully we maybe get a glimpse of what may be to come of Fallout. Yep. Stuff like yeah, that. They're in an interesting spot right now with new IPs um, presumably almost done. And, you know, uh, Elder Scrolls Six, which is the next one after Starfield, is probably midway through development. So they're at a really interesting point now. Do they talk about Fallout? Is that not their priority? Is is Are they going to make Fallout 76 the new sort of thing I, I don't know that'll be really interesting to see how that goes down yeah god howard please don't disappoint us come on god howard you gotta do it but yeah do it for the people new story number nine which is related to that ea again skipping e3 they're hosting their ea play live on july 22nd which will be a month and change after e3 i hate it i hate it i yep. hate it stop just let's not stop. even let's not even forget that we have no idea when playstation's doing their their little jazz. So, and you know what's weird? My gut's telling me it's going to be in August too. I don't know why, but I could see them doing some weird shit where it's like, let's get some hype right at the start of the fall season. I don't right. know. It's like Gotta I said, I pre- Black Friday sales. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I said, I prefer to have everything nice and all around the same time, one big event. You know, you get your buddies together, you have some drinks, you watch the press conferences. But EA is so, being an asshole again, so. Moving on to our next point, uh, number 10, Sony has registered a trademark for Sunset Overdrive, suggesting a PlayStation release could be in the mix. And not, but but it wasn't only um, by just Sony, but PlayStation. So, yeah. The uh, game is developed by Insomniac, which they make other PlayStation exclusives. So, yeah. It makes sense. Well, they they bought uh, Insomniac uh, a while back. I think it was just before the Xbox Bethesda acquisition. That yeah. one kind of got shoved under the rug because, I mean, the Xbox acquisition was so huge. But yeah, they did. They acquired Insomniac. Insomniac obviously made Sunset Overdrive as an Xbox exclusive 
So mm -hmm. I'm guessing they kept the IP, which is interesting. You're seeing a lot of that nowadays with um, IO Interactive leaving Square Enix and they got to keep the Hitman IP, which was nuts. I would have never guessed that Square Enix would have just let that happen. Right. But I guess Xbox let Insomniac take the Sunset Overdrive IP, which was something I didn't even know we were going to get a sequel. But if they're releasing it on PlayStation, maybe that's something that they are keeping in their back pocket as a as another franchise to continue. Right. Uh, that would be that'd be interesting. I didn't play the first Sunset Overdrive, but I heard a lot of good things and it looked pretty fun. So. Yeah, I played it for a little bit at a friend's house. It was very uh, it was very fun. It I mean, it, it felt very similar to Spider-Man 20. Uh, oh, God, what was it? Is it 2018 that Spider-Man came out, I think? With superpowers, something like that. Yeah, yeah, it, it felt it did. It, it felt very just fun and, f and fast and fluid. So, yeah, I could see them. Yeah bring it to playstation i guess i mean it's it's the game's already made right so you may as well just port it and get right your, uh, Can't be too difficult. yeah uh this next one is really interesting gabe newell was do he was speaking at a college in new zealand where he's been uh hunkering down for this whole pandemic and uh so uh, a student had asked him if there was any plans to bring steam games to console and gabe newell actually hesitated for a moment and said Quote, you will get a better idea of that by the end of the year, end quote. So that's potentially really huge. A lot of people are saying uh, a Steam console. And I think there were some leaks that uh, they were planning to launch that alongside Half-Life Alex, But I don't know if those leaks were ever substantiated or not. My mind goes to maybe bringing Steam to xbox only for the fact that gabe newell has been like suspiciously pro xbox as of late like i remember um before the series x and the ps5 dropped somebody asked him oh you know which one of the consoles would you do and he was like xbox definitely it's way more powerful bloody blah, blah, blah it was very <laughs> it was very strange because usually people just ceos of competing companies will just mind their business and not say anything or he'd he'd find yeah. some way to be like well they're both great but steam is really where it's at yeah. Like that would have been the answer I would have suspected, but he just, no, he just chatted up Xbox for like a good solid minute and a half. So, yeah, I don't know if maybe the power of the Xbox, he's kind of like, okay, this Xbox meets the minimum requirements for a lot of Steam games. Maybe put up a Steam section of the Xbox marketplace and you can play some Steam games. I don't know. This is weird. This is a weird one. I have no idea what to think. What do you, what are you thinking with this? You bring up a very good point with trying to integrate it into Xbox, but at the same time, would the integration to Xbox only bring over, say, some of the indie games, or would you now have a second marketplace for the Xbox where you can buy AAA titles on either Steam, so that way you have them throughout your Xbox and your computer, or would you still have to only buy AAA titles through Microsoft? Which, right. I mean, you get the same effect. You'd still have them on both instances. But it would uh... it would muddy the water. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it, it's weird, right? If that's what they're doing, which like I have no idea what this means. It's it's very it's very strange because it obviously means something, right? You'll get a better idea of that by the end of the year. If Steam games will come to console. Um, well, so it obviously means something. What I'm wondering is, does that mean it's just the PC exclusive games that are able to run on an Xbox now? Like they don't. There's no duplicates on the store. But if that is the case, how does the a market share breakdown work what percentage does steam get what percentage does xbox get what percentage does the developer get because now you have a three-way split right so it's not even it's... let's not even forget that it wouldn't even be conf confirmed for just xbox i mean it's even still up in the air to potentially be for playstation 2 or even a standalone console we don't yeah know. absolutely that this is just my thought but yeah no yep. you're absolutely right it could be that he's bringing it to both consoles it could be that he's making a steam console which would be huge because valve i don't know if they're as uh i don't know if they're if their market share their market cap is as big as microsoft but they're also a, a company with huge amounts of bank um so oh, yeah. i could totally see them producing a steam console that competes with the other two and shakes up the industry that would be huge see this is the thing is that no matter what this ends up being it's going to be huge yeah no kidding so that's something to keep an eye on for sure that was uh i was really surprised by that whatever it is it's not going to happen in q3 because gabe newell does not like that number he does not next up on our news list bulletin number 12 blizzard show will be showing off some pvp gameplay of overwatch 2 next week the I think the date for that stream is May 
20th. They've chatted up the PvE quite a bit, so it'll be interesting to see. I think this this yeah, this live stream is gonna focus on the PvP aspect. But it's interesting to dedicate a whole Dream. dream to that because if I remember correctly, they said that if you have Overwatch 2, you'll be able to play PvP with Overwatch 1 players. So I'm not sure how many game mechanics you can tweak and still have the game be balanced unless they've canceled that idea. I don't know. That's that's interesting. I actually did not know that. That's a weird way of going about like I, you know, cross compatibility is a thing, but like not cross video game generations, I guess. Yeah, like it's weird to say like franchise wise, like right? Cross like, title. Yeah. It's especially because it's uh, Overwatch came out in I wanna say what, twenty sixteen? It's been quite a while. So it's like yeah. that's a lot of you could have made a lot of like headway in your gameplay mechanics and your graphics and your animations. So to kind of say oh, well, you're also going to be able to play with Overwatch 1 players. I feel like you're restricting what you can do. It's very similar to saying, like, oh, this is a next-gen game, but it's also available on Xbox One. Well, it's like, okay, well, then it can only be so next-gen, if you will, right? So, yeah, I'd like to be excited, but it's weird. Overwatch is kind of, it's still huge, but, like, I don't know. I feel like unless you're actually in it, actively playing it, it's kind of like it's lost its hype a little bit. So I'd like I'd like to be wowed back in because I I played Overwatch for the first two years coming out and I had a blast with it. But new story number 13, Activision reveals some details about the upcoming Call of Duty game and its investors call. So it confirms for the first time that Sledgehammer is leading development, although we all kind of knew that it's being built. And that is a quote being built for next gen consoles and PCs. And will feature a campaign, multiplayer, and co-op mode. So one thing to get out there real quick. He's this is this is manager speak. This is him saying it's being built for next gen consoles and PCs. I'm gonna tell you right now, there's no way, there's a zero percent chance that game does not launch on last gen consoles. Yeah, so it's not gonna happen. I it, wouldn't think it is. No, it's it's next gen is what the investors wanna hear, but there's an absolutely no way they're gonna miss out on all those sales. So Similar to Battlefield, I'm, I'm guessing these games are going to be optimized for next gen. Maybe you'll have a higher player count in certain modes and you'll have some advanced destructibility. But these, yeah, this this game is definitely coming uh, out on the Xbox One and PS4 gen as well. So And like in Call of Duty, they're they're known for doing that. Like with Black Ops 3, they had the PS4 version and then they had the diluted PS3 version. Or right. not Black Ops 4, that was Black Ops 3. Which are okay, are you with me on this? That it's been how long has it been? It's been about six months. We need to stop calling the Xbox Series X and the PS5 next, next gen. gen. It's current gen, right? Am I am I losing my mind or like you know what I mean? Like everybody keeps saying that. It's like, no, 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 that's this generation, right? Maybe we it's, still call them next gen because we can't get our hands on them. Well, because <laughs> they're so elusive to everyone. Yeah. No, that's fair. Next, uh, oh, actually, you know what? We skipped over something here. So I'm just going to jump back a bit. EA. So this is this is pretty much just what we talked about about uh, Activision. But EA had their earnings call, and they said they said in the same call that will be a tr- that the game Battlefield will be a truly next gen experience. And also it's coming to last gen consoles. So this is exactly what I'm talking about. Um, uh, Activision didn't say that last bit, but I guarantee you it's true. Um, also um, was confirmed for a holiday release sometime between October and December. There's been a ton of leaks of this coming out and the hype train is getting a little wacky because people want to reveal and it seems like it's not going to happen until June and we all thought it was going to happen in May. So yeah. I, I'm still very excited. I'm hoping that this is going to be great. Again, the last gen, I get it. I get that it's coming to last gen. I get why it makes sense. But at the same time, it's going to be a while until we see a truly exclusive next gen uh, Battlefield game. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just have to keep on waiting for that. Levolution, make your return. Yeah, really. Then moving on to our next point. The Coalition announces they are moving to Unreal Engine 5 to focus on next-gen development. So in case you didn't know, Coalition, they are responsible for making all the Gears games. And they're moving on. Make it make the games better. So It makes sense. Cause how it works. Yeah, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember being like a kid and watching on YouTube. They actually had like an Unreal Engine 2 like test demo inside of gears were like they'd walk around this weird sphere that was like a 
fluid sphere and they were showing everything that you could do with unreal engine 2 so yeah. gears has kind of always had this history of like being the unreal game it's like the mascot for that engine so this right. is exciting because this is the exact opposite of what we just talked about they're using unreal engine 5 which cannot run on last gen so yeah. this next game is going to if it's a gears game if it's a new ip i'm not too sure what they're doing they did post this on the gears 5 website i don't know if that's just what they're using as their as the coalition's website but yeah whether it be gear six or something else it's going to be interesting to see what they can do because i do remember seeing the unreal engine 5 trailer they had at one of the e3s recently and uh it looked insane all the stuff they could do with it so that'll be this might be one of our first you know real next gen experiences that we get and i'm very interested to see where that goes number 17 more starfield images have leaked they're all over everywhere you can if you just type them up you'll find them that we don't have a specific source for this one because they're just all over the place everywhere um, they're almost certainly legit because they match the a lot of the hud and the art style matches the previous leaks from a few years ago so they're all but certainly genuine and this is this has got me feel, i can't help but feel this is um this is coming out soon that this that they're doing it they're, they're doing a follow uh four thing where they're just trying to keep the tightest lid on it but obviously it's starting to spill and uh yeah this game has got to be close it's got to be close i hope so too man because i love bethesda games i own pretty much every single one of them and i'm excited to see a new ip from them it'll be nice i love space yes it'll be and that's and that's what i was going to say it'll be nice to be excited about a fresh bethesda game because that's the thing is that fallout and elder scrolls while they each have their own feel they are very much the same game right especially especially fallout where you can use melee weapons i mean a lot of the games feel very similar to each other so this one is rumored to have a lot of more uh, space exploration and you can actually fly your ships and customize them so it's yes it's, it's exciting it's exciting to be excited about a new uh, bethesda game so which yeah. beings that like you'd actually be able to fly your ships and whatnot and move around in starfield that also means potentially that starfield's not going to be in the creation engine because the creation engine just can't handle that sort of thing so right yeah so that'll be interesting to see what it is i mean i would be shocked if it is creation engine and i feel like they've hung on to that way too long i get it it's their own they don't have to pay licensing fees but at a certain point it's like that engine is is dated especially comparing a game like skyrim which came out in 2011 i believe and 2013 2013 is when the witcher came out and that game looks fucking years Phenomenal. ahead of years ahead of skyrim right so the creation engine is, is dated and i hope it's not that if it is that i'm going to be shocked and they must have tweaked the hell out of it yeah they would have had to almost redo the way objects move yeah the, <laughs> the entire physics of it and everything and, and the rendering yeah. space because yeah that's the thing skyrim games and fallout games have always had notoriously small maps compared to others right so right i can't imagine a whole solar system inside of creation engine but who knows i mean hopefully we'll find out uh soon our next uh our next and final news uh news header here division heartland gameplay footage has been leaked and this game will feature a pve mode called expedition a 45 player pve vp mode called the storm which yeah. is very interesting yeah so it it seems like this is going to be a foolish experience, right? This, this, because that kind of sounds like regular division, and then um, whatever their mode is, where you uh, was a dark zone, I think. Yep, the dark zone um, where you go against other people, dark sectors, yeah. something like that. So this, this, okay. So division heartland sounds like it's going to be a somewhat legitimate entry into the franchise. Um, you can actually go look at the uh, footage. I think there's about a minute of hat and a half of it. Um, and it's, um, it looks interesting. Uh, the only new thing I could tell was that you can crouch now. So I don't know if they've gotten rid of the cover system in favor of just a crouching system, especially if they're going to put a heavy reliance on PVP, but, um, right. yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, I don't know how to feel with this one. I'll, I'll wait and see. It is free to play. So if it's free to play and cross play, that could be, this could turn into a, a moneymaker for Ubisoft. Microtransactions. <laughs> They love it. Uh, they're, you know, what's funny is that they actually kind of get slept on, but I think they're one of the worst for it. They have like their, they have like XP boosters in all of their like single player games, and they've got 
uh, you know, different currencies and other games, they're pretty bad for it. They like, have uh, their own like cosmetic store, the like Ubisoft store or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They're what do you play with the you play points? That's on all of their games that you already pay for. So this yeah. I this is gonna be just like this is gonna be so disrespectful, the amount of the microtransactions I can already tell. So yeah, so that is all of the regular news for this episode. Um, the next part we're getting into is the Epic and Apple court case. This is this is all information that came out through the court case, through examination and discovery, and all that stuff. If you don't care about it, then uh, you can head on out. You're not going to miss anything else. But I do recommend sticking around because there's a lot of really interesting stuff uh, that's come out uh, from this. So, the cheese may is real. Yes, there's a lot of tea that has been spilt. A lot of tea. So uh, let's just get right into it with number one. Xbox had its internal review of The Last of Us Part 2 leaked. Um, the Xbox review states that The Last of Us 2, quote, sets a new bar for what we should hope to be able to achieve going into a new generation of consoles, end quote. They described the game's visuals as best in class and criticized the gunplay. So this is really kind of like wholesome to see because this is for their employee like newsletter, I think, and what I've been able to suss out just by reading into this. That um, obviously you got to stay up on the competition and let your employees know what's going on. But yeah, no, they were genuine. They were genuinely over the moon about this game, and rightfully so because the game is a fucking masterpiece, especially in terms of animation and visuals. It's it's a PS4 game, and it looks better than any PS5 or Xbox Series X game I've seen yet. I, I'm I'm glad that they that they mentioned specifically it's a bar for what we should hope to be able to achieve. Because again, it's like I've been saying, Xbox doesn't have that studio. It doesn't have its Naughty Dog doesn't have it sony santa monica it needs one so yeah the fact that we got some sort of confirmation that they're at least acknowledging the success of um their competitors is good although they've been pretty good about that phil spencer's been cheering on at playstation whenever they do stuff on twitter and playstation just doesn't return the favor at all <laughs> oh man right yeah so um i actually disagree with the gunplay because compared to most third-person shooters the last of us part two feels way better i mean the guns actually feel like guns and not just toys but right. to each their own i guess the next point in the epic apple court case is that it was brought out that sony is one of the only platforms that actually charges publishers for crossplay, and uh was the last major platform to agree to cosplay in an email yep. between um, sie senior director and epic the Sony employee states that many companies are exploring the idea of crossplay, and not a single one can explain how cross console play improves the PlayStation business. <laughs> Again, or... just a, not a good look. Yeah, so this is, I mean, we're, we're getting confirmation, right? Because we heard during the Fortnite debacle when they was trying to get crossplay, everybody was saying that, oh, PlayStation is the last holdout, and now we've got confirmation on that and uh yeah again just not a good look just really not a good look you're still getting your sales you're still getting people who own playstation aren't going to suddenly switch to xbox because you can play with xbox people like it doesn't it doesn't make sense i don't understand their hesitant like how hesitant they are for this but yeah and uh i believe they're still charging for crossplay. i still i believe that's still a thing so yeah yeah. Sony is just Sony's something else when it comes to cooperating with the other with other developers and Microsoft. Because even back when um Fallout 4 and Skyrim Special Edition became a thing and to where modding was possible on consoles, Xbox didn't have a restriction as to what mods you can have, whereas PlayStation didn't want anything that involved any sort of external scripting. Like right. Right, I forgot about that, yeah. I mean, it hasn't posed any issue to Xbox. Why is it such a big deal for PlayStation? Right, yeah, they are They are very picky. And you know what? I think as much as I'd love to, you know, cheer on Xbox and say they're just the best, I do think that a part of this has to do with their standings, right? If I don't think we would see such a pro-consumer Xbox if they were in the lead, right? That's the thing, is that Sony... Right has been the top dog for the the entire last generation. And even the Xbox 360, it didn't completely dominate the, the PS3. It did much better, especially early on. But the PS3 caught up by the end of it, and the PS4 did dominate the Xbox One. 
So even before that, the PS2 smacked Xbox. Oh, yeah. Now, that one was even close, right? So that's the thing. X, uh, Xbox is the underdog, and that's why you're seeing all these huge moves. Um, and like I said, they can't beat them at games, so they're trying to beat them in other ways by by being economic and all that stuff. And and this is the other side of that. You have Sony being like, well, we don't need to extend an olive branch because we're fucking 8,000 feet above you. Like, it just doesn't make sense to us. Which, again, I get it for the corporation. It sucks for the consumer. And it definitely doesn't look good when the shit leaks out. And they're just... Like, that's such a... Like, I can't help but read that in a Valley Girl voice where it's like... Companies are exploring the idea of crossplay, but nobody can explain how it helps us at all. It's like, all right, settle down. <laughs> Our consoles have cool skins on them, so we don't have to uh, cooperate with anybody because those cool yeah. skins sell more consoles. <laughs> we gave our console a, a fucking collar. All right, that's where that's how we feel about ourselves. Hey, man, not even gonna lie, I'm a sucker for skinned PlayStations. I, I actually like... do. I have a Black Ops Three edition playstation that was nice though i like the black and orange and you know what i'm just i'm just i'm just fucking around i actually like the look of the playstation 5 i think it looks way cooler than the xbox the xbox is the most the series x is the, literally the most boring console i've ever seen in my life the skyscraper like, yeah ex- or yeah the mini fridge whatever the fuck people call it exactly i'd much rather have the wi-fi modem over that um yeah <laughs> it's not even close so okay so Point number three from the epic uh an app of court case this is really interesting to see the breakdown of this We've seen through Discovery and through documents that uh, Epic has spent over $11 million on its uh, free games for the first year of Epic Game Store. And uh, yeah, that was their big thing. They opened up the Epic Game Store and immediately people were like, fuck off. We don't want you. We want Steam. And so one of their big um, selling points was that they're giving away a free game every month. So I've uh, taken the notable mentions um, for what they paid for certain games. So they paid $1.4 million for Subnautica. Um, and that's from Unknown Worlds. They played. They paid seven hundred thousand dollars for Enter the Gungeon from Devolver Digital. Which again, that's another one where I'm like, holy shit! I did not know that game was that popular. Although I have played it, it is right. very fun. One million dollars for Mutant Year Zero from Funcom. Another one which I was like, okay, uh, never even heard of that one. Never even heard of that one. Eight hundred K, eight hundred thousand dollars for Inside, which is the people that made uh, Limbo. That's Play Dead. Limbo yeah. was a great game, don't get me wrong, but like that's almost a million dollars for that game. What? It... And Inside's been out for a few years, I think. So that one was interesting. 1.5 million for Batman Arkham from Warner Bros. Again, I didn't know that game was still that popular. Uh, and then you just have Batman Arkham. Just Batman Arkham, exactly. Not even Arkham Knight, right? Yeah. Um, and then on the opposite end of the spectrum, they only paid seven or sixty-three thousand dollars for four honor. Uh, yeah. And only 150k for Alan Wake from Remedy, and that was before they bought. Uh, have they bought Remedy? I know that Remedy's they're publishing Remedy's next game. I don't know if they have, but 150k for Alan Wake, 63,000 for Four Honor, and 800,000 for Inside. Like, interesting. That, that just doesn't add up here. It doesn't add up at all. There's a huge list you can go find if you want to read into it more, uh, where it actually shows every single one. And again, the numbers are just as weird. But yes, yeah, these were some of the the highest ones and the lowest ones. And it's very, it's very weird. Yeah, I'd love to know how the negotiations work. Like, it's weird to see Ubisoft literally take chump change, while <laughs> while the the team of I'm sure, which is like ten or twelve people over at Playdead, making out like a bandit with eight hundred thousand dollars for Inside. Right, like Warner Brothers taking an entire McMansion, while For <laughs> Honor Ubisoft got a Tesla. Right. Exactly, they got one Tesla to share amongst their employees. Yeah, that's really strange because you'd think at that point they would have just given it. Like, what does sixty three thousand dollars do for you? Unless Ubisoft is hurting, right? Because they've had they've had issues with hostile takeovers and their mistakes and all that stuff. So, Epic paid Take Two one hundred and forty six million dollars for Borderlands Three exclusivity. That's crazy. Epic is really trying to get people to use their platform. And it makes yeah. you wonder how how well do they think Borderlands 3 is going to sell on their platform in order to try and recuperate that $146 million. And that was only for one year exclusivity. That wasn't even permanent exclusivity. Right. Yeah, they're really trying to make this a thing. And um, just in case anyone's still curious, I was after re- reading all this stuff. I've looked it up. Steam still has a 75% market share on PC. 
So they haven't put in a dent once you consider that it's not just Epic. There's the Origin, there's uh, Xbox Game Pass, there's uh, GOG, there's all these other platforms. Yeah. So that 25% is split among those four or five, and Steam still has 75%. So we none of us really know if this is working yet, if it's going to pick up Steam, but uh, no pun intended. But um, yeah, 146 million for one year of exclusivity is nuts. They really want this to work. They really want the Epic Game Store to, to take off. On a game that really got blown out of the water on console, anyways. Like that right. game was—I mean, it was amazing. I loved it. It was great. I actually really enjoyed Borderlands Three. Yeah. So did I. Moving on to item number five from the Epic Apple court case: uh, an email from Phil Spencer to Tim Sweeney of in August of 2020 states that Microsoft has not given up on the idea of bringing X Cloud streaming to other consoles. Um, I've got a quote here. I did just want to let you know that I have your point on xCloud on other consoles, in brackets, haven't given up. Free to play outside of gold, uh, in brackets, we will get there and I want to partner with you. And then, uh, and our store entitlement ideas uh, as items I'm going to review. So there's a couple interesting things in there. One is that he's still trying to bring xCloud to other consoles. I think... That probably has a decent chance of happening on Nintendo because they've kind of been warming up to each other as of late. What is interesting is that this shows that they were planning to make gold free-to-play before their big debacle where they raised the price and then everybody yelled at them and then they lowered the price and said, okay, we'll make free-to-play now. This kind of shows you that like companies will do shit to try and get better really perception, yeah. right? Because a lot of people were like, they can't be serious. They weren't trying to really increase the price of gold during a pandemic right and this email kind of outs them that they weren't really trying to raise the price they wanted to get the negative uh feedback and then look like a good guy and remove the gold restrictions for free-to-play games right which nobody's talking about but i read this email i was like this this all but confirms that because that happened that whole thing happened in um fall of 2020 and this was august of 2020 so yeah they were never really going to raise their prices of gold. They just did that to get some good press for not going through with it, which is interesting. And now they're following in PlayStation shoes and making free-to-play games actually free-to-play. Uh, moving on to the next point, Walmart has uh, their own console in the works. They're, they're, streaming, they're streaming technology, I should say. I shouldn't say console. And... The Epic Games co-founder Mark Rain explains in an email chain from 2019, I played Walmart's demo on an Android phone with an Xbox controller and the experience felt like playing on a PS4 and superior to playing on an Android or an iOS device. They moved it over to a laptop in real time. The video stream hopped from the phone to the computer and they were playing it there as well. That's, that's interesting. Walmart is not only working on their own streaming technology, but apparently it's really good. So it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. I did not, I actually was, I had no idea that Walmart was doing this. I had no idea they're trying to get into it. Um, I guess it makes sense because you have Google trying to get a streaming game platform. You have uh, Amazon trying to get that. And I guess Walmart too. Everybody is really, really putting a lot of money into this game streaming thing. I don't know... Because, like he says, I played it and it felt really good, but did it feel really good for streaming? Like, was it actually comparable to having a game physically downloaded on your system? This is, right. uh, I don't know how to feel the, about this. The issue with streaming is, is that you're going to have latency. So it's going to be cool for single-player games. It's going to be cool for story-driven games. However, multiplayer games, it's just not going to work. Like, no. it, you're, gonna, you're always going to be one step behind everybody else. For sure. And like you brought up the point, everybody's trying to make their own streaming service. Well, they're not all going to succeed. So how is this going to work? I mean, Google. Google is like one of the biggest companies in the world. And I think they might even be bigger than Microsoft. And their streaming service fell on its face and is struggling. Uh, we don't have it in here. I don't, I, I don't know why I didn't think to add it. But they have developer, uh, creative directors leaving Stadia like week after week. They're struggling hard and they're they're fucking Google, right? So it's yeah. weird to see in the public eye these 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 uh, streaming services failing in front of everybody. 
and these companies going, I think I could probably do it better. It's like, well, maybe, but I, I doubt it because until, until the market, all of the market for who the, the consumers, the demographic that plays video games until they all have really high end internet, this isn't a viable service. I agree. That's all of our news for the Epic and Apple court case. And like I said, we only have one real rumor that we felt was worth reporting. And that is just that Arcane Studios, um, which is a ZeniMax studio. So uh, they are recently now an Xbox studio. They are working on a new IP with the working title Omen. And it's said to include vampires. This is from Twitter at underscore Xbox News. Arcane uh, was the guys that did Dishonored and Dishonored 2. And uh, I believe they're doing Deathloop, I think. Something to do with vampires and that gothic thing. I think that's right up their alley. I think that'll be pretty cool. My only hope for the vampires is that they're six feet tall and dummy thick. Dummy thick, yes. Step on me, mommy, please. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of, Resident Evil Village has sold three million copies over came out last week. So people are really enjoying uh, the dummy thick vampire. Um, but apparently she's not in the game that much. From what I hear, she's only in for maybe an hour or two's worth of gameplay or something like that. Yeah, which um, which is interesting because you know what? When uh, when they revealed her and everybody was fucking simping over her heart and they were like, oh, we didn't know people were going to react this way. And everybody's like, yeah, bullshit. But like, she's only in the game for an hour or two, so they really didn't know that people were going to like this character at all. So... That's interesting. And I, and I bet you I haven't played the game. I haven't seen spoilers. I bet you, you probably kill her in the end. So they're probably hitting themselves in the head a little bit that they didn't milk that um, uh, for a bit more. But that is the wrap up of the second episode. Um, like I said, we're not going to do a monthly format. We're going to switch this to two every two weeks. However, we are going to film a special episode of us talking about our E3 predictions and um don't know when we'll have that out that we might space that that might be after the next episode it might be before it might be next week uh but keep an eye out for that we'll we'll discuss our predictions and what we think is going to happen and probably it'll probably just be you and i gushing about starfield for like an hour (laughs) please uh if you enjoyed this keep listening uh you can subscribe on uh you can follow us on spotify so that you stay up to date um rss feeds we are working on a video version for youtube but that's not really a priority so we don't know when that's coming out but yeah we're still working on that for sure yeah so if uh yeah if you enjoyed this and you you know like our straight to the point rapid fire news recap then like i said please consider sticking around and uh we will see you in the next one put some pants on put some pants on you can't be out in your gitch you can only be in your gitch when you're listening to this. And if you're listening to this in public, that's a tough situation, man. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Call the police. All right. Call the, call the police. Somebody, please. There's a man in his gitch and he's listening to a podcast. <laughs>